Hi, and welcome to Femme's Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Asiet, and this podcast aims to support, educate, and empower women to achieve career success and financial freedom. In each episode, Femme's Finance talks with successful women leaders, founders, and investors to inspire you in your journey to financial freedom. Check out the show notes, links, and resources on our page, femmesfinance.life. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Asir Altaeva from FMS Finance Podcast Show. And today I'm very pleased to talk with Taroleta Jane, who is a seasoned professional in the automotive industry, hailing from Coimbatore, often referred to as the Manchester City of South India, with a background in instrumentation and control systems engineering. Taroleta stepped into the automotive world in 2013 and has since taken on various roles ranging from system testing, software development, system lead, technical architect, to her current position as the office of the executive to the senior vice president at mobility divisions at Bosch Global Software Technology. Charulata, nice to see you. Thank you so much for making the time. Thank you, Asil. First of all, it's a great opportunity to, you know, interact with someone so energetic and vibrant. And with your college days, trying to get into a podcast and touching upon a topic which is in need of the art is, is amazing. So thank you for having me here. Absolutely. I'm so thrilled to be having this conversation with you today. I thought we would just dive right into the action and begin with a story to pull people into your life. Can you briefly introduce your background and share some of your core values? So if you take my history a bit back, I was born and brought up in the southern part of India. My parents were brought up in the eastern part of India and my ancestral roots were from the western part of India. So that's the diversity I come from. As a child, I think there's been a lot of mix of different traditions and values. And with that keeping in mind, I think uh, the open-mindedness with which I've been brought up uh, from my parents has been the greatest asset for me if you look into my background. As a child, I was very sensitive and even now I'm a bit sensitive, but I think I'm using that as a strength sometimes to be sensitive and to empathize with people around. I've been blessed with two elder sisters and wonderful nieces. I think my priorities has always been with family very strong. And yeah, schooling and college played a very crucial role in the foundation of what I am today. Be it my academic skills, uh, the academic performance that have been good. In addition to it, I would say the co-curricular and extracurricular activities which happened in the school and college also played a crucial role. So my core values would come with a lot of cultural diversity, being honest, being comfortable with uncomfortable. I was also given an advice from my parents, especially my dad, that when you go to a temple or a place, what would you pray for? And... The answer which my dad told me was always pray that you have the strength to face anything that comes in your life. I think that learning has helped me cope with a lot of my situations as well. So the core values is just go with the flow, accept what is something that you can control and change, accept it and change, try to change it, but also accept if you cannot do it. Amazing. It's just such an awesome set of core values that you've developed over time and you got from your parents and family. And 
obviously they have contributed you a lot to become such a successful woman leader in your sphere. Certainly with a success ingredient, there is always a failure component. And I would love to explore that a bit, just to humanize the entire journeys that you've been on. So I would like to dig into some of the specifics and talk about the things that, you know, haven't worked out or perhaps some of the mistakes or failures that stick out to you. Are there any experiences that come to your mind? So I would say my first failure was a prepared speech, which I had to do for an inter-school competition. 30 seconds passed by, I forgot my entire speech. I cried on the stage and I walked down. The next 10 days later, my English teacher also again sends me that I have to go to another school. And I said, no, ma'am, I'm not going. And she said, it's okay if you're going to fail. You fail 10 times, but you're going. I think having that support and confidence, even if you're down, I think there were failures, but a summation of failures turned into a success story. So today, if somebody is telling me to come and talk, I still have my hands cold. My legs might tremble a bit, but I'm there standing on the stage with confidence. Another failure would have been uh, where I prepared for uh, one of the prestigious entrance exams for entering into a premier institute like the IITs in India, and I failed. But my dream to pursue engineering continued. And I still pursued engineering in one of the reputed colleges. So there were failures which I dreamt of and I couldn't go closer to it. But I think I didn't stop dreaming. I chased my heart. I wanted to pursue psychology since 2013. It took me five years to enroll into a course, another one year to get into a full-fledged learning phase there. But I just chased and I pursued what I wanted to in, in some form or the other, but I never gave up on it. So I think failures taught me not to give up. Amazing. Your story reminded me of the very famous Winston Churchill's quote saying, success is not final and it's the courage to continue that counts. The fact that you have never emotionally attached to, to all those problems, but finding courage to continue journey is just so inspiring. And I hope it will inspire many of our listeners to go to not, you know, be overwhelmed by challenges and just keep dreaming, as you said. Can you discuss any support system that helped you to overcome all those obstacles? The biggest support system were my parents, I would say. They are no more. But I think both of my parents were my biggest support system at different phases of my life. Uh, at workplace, I definitely have a very good support system with very good colleagues. Uh, I have friends. So I think it depends on the nature of the problem. I have a nature of people who support me. I think that's that's very important to have a diversified set of mind around me, uh, which is also helpful, you know, to give you very different perspectives. I think it is more in the context of how much open are you to accept someone who is very different from you. Most of our conflicts, uh, most of our issues arise when someone doesn't accept the way we think, the way we see things. And if you're open to experiences, open to, you don't have to follow that immediately. But just being open to listen and respect them, I think that's the first step that you build. In times of when I'm low, there are moments when I've even vented out tears in front of like 10, 20 people as well. And I'm okay with it. So being comfortable with what you are and how you are, that's more important. And of course, there are people who don't like to discuss problems. 
they try to figure out their own solutions. What works best for you is something you have to decide. So for me, when I'm in a trouble, I just call like five people around and tell them this happened and they're just there to listen and that's okay and my problem is solved. If there's a solution, I'll try to figure out. If there's not a solution, I just leave it with time. I think things things will work and fall in place. When you mentioned this topic of vulnerability, I, I'm very curious and I want to ask this question. How did you become more comfortable with being vulnerable and, you know, accepting yourself and accepting all those problems and accepting different views? Is there something that you have developed over time? I think it has, for me, in my case, has been over time and over constant guidance and mentoring from my dad at different situations. So for example, I think I was very specific that I need few aspects in my life in a very structured way, the way I want it. And it didn't happen. So I, I would, you know, be very irritated, annoyed. And I was confronted with questions. Okay, what will happen if that's not going to happen? I mean, what are you going to lose if the way you wanted things to move around in your life? What will happen then? If that's not going to work out, I started asking those questions to myself and I think it took time. And over the time, I think it just, just got placed out. I still remember one of the sports matches when I lost, I was a captain of the team and we lost the match. And that night I just kept screaming every team member's name in my sleep. And the next morning, I had a conversation with my parents like, you will lose someday. Winning is not everything in life. So these are like small incidents in my childhood or in my teenage, which shaped me in a better person or, you know, a better human being day by day. Amazing. Now let's move on to the next set of questions related to self-care. Yeah. What do you do to recharge yourself? I think to recharge myself, I listen to music. I cook. I talk to friends. I go out travel different things i do to recharge for myself but the most important is family time can you talk about the significance of having some side projects and hobbies in your career because you have managed to have so many side projects alongside of your very competitive and very challenging work so i am a person who likes socializing and especially when covid hit i missed that part a bit and pursuing psychology also kept me busy and during the study of psychology, I think I realized, okay, what about introverts who, you know, don't talk much? How would they explain their problems? I wanted to see if there's something called letter therapy. I did my research to see. And then I just started writing letters old school, started swapping postcards. The best part of having hobbies which are not related to my work for me is my brain is totally in a different zone when I'm doing my hobbies. My brain is thinking in a very different way. I get very creative with my postcards and letters when I'm writing to my pen pals across the world. Blogging helps me to vent out my emotions, my experiences in a way where I'm, I'm just myself. I'm able to put out myself and be comfortable about what, what I am and what I think. These two aspects of, you know, totally disconnecting so that you go back again with a fresh view next day for work, trying to get that creativity out and trying to explore yourself more besides work. I think hobbies play that crucial role, I would say. 
Amazing. Can you tell us about your journey in the automotive industry? I've checked your background. You have so many career changes. How did you transition into different roles? In the tech industry, when I started as, as a fresher in a automotive industry, I still remember once one of my seniors who told me that when I was preparing for my placement interviews in college, she mentioned that Charu, when people are interviewing, they always see how open you are to learn something that, that is totally given new to you how quickly you learn, how open you are enough to learn. This was just a casual conversation that we were having. And when I got into the corporate world, I kept my mind open. This is something I don't know and I want to learn about it. I think that curiosity was always there. So there were skills, which I think your regular college courses don't touch upon. So I come from an instrumentation and control systems background. And I liked embedded systems. And coincidentally, when I started my work, a part of embedded systems, digital signal processing, were all involved in different aspects of the entire product. So that helped me connect with my interest. Second is trying to see what existing work is bringing us a value addition and what is lacking. These were specific questions that I always had in every role that I changed, uh, which gave me a chance to adapt to what is new or what is existing. and. What can I contribute more to make that better? So this was important. And also sharing knowledge, you know, as you develop and grow over career, it's important that you're able to share your knowledge of what you have and also learn irrespective of age. So I led a team before taking the role of an OFE. I led a team where there were people who were quite senior to me, had a very deep technical expertise, but I was leading the team. So there was a sort of a respect that was there for, for the role that I carried. But I also had respect for the knowledge people had. It was a very mutual connection relationship at workplace that we had. Very professional. We would have discussions that we don't align or don't agree. But at the end, we had a common vision that the product should go in the best way. I think there are multiple factors. And I was okay. I mean, yes, I'm going to try that opportunities came. I looked for opportunities. It was both. So grabbing the opportunities at the right time. And also sometimes I talked about the opportunities that came my way. I always took another opinion from someone whom I trusted within as peers, as seniors. I talked about the opportunities. I got an opinion from them. What do you think? Trying to evaluate. So a lot of thought process goes into it. And technology advancements are quite, quite dynamic. The level of openness the current generation has. So it's always good to connect back with students like you because you all bring that freshness and this is sort of an excitement, you know, and that tries to rub me off as well and keeps me energized, I think. Amazing. As you said, you know, technological advancements are quite dynamic. Do you know any ways we can keep ourselves updated and continue learning in the tech field? I keep updating myself in different ways. One is trying to read out news, articles, blogs. There are a few specific blogs that I follow. Blogs related to mobility divisions, which I'm currently working with, which come in that field. More than that, I enjoy talking to people who are in that field and having conversations. Okay, how is it developing? What is evolving? What is latest happening? Sometimes also try to understand, okay, what were the issues that you really solved and how did you solve that issue? Because that gives you a slight inch of problem solving and analytical thinking. I think that is getting honed as well when you try to have discussions like these. 
so these are the ways where you can upgrade yourself with technology advancements around you and sometimes it's also good to pick up a course that is of interest to you also to experience the products that that's going around i think that's also very important so we have to pick a specific areas that we're interested in and we have to talk with professionals and also keep ourselves updated by reading specific blogs and newspapers and journals right okay regarding mobility divisions uh what kind of blogs or newspapers or books you can recommend them to follow so i generally recommend mobility engineering one of the magazines that i do read there are autocar auto motor related blogs also which come in interestingly as you said before there's so many advancements in the technology area and we have to continuously learn and unlearn specific topics that are considered more outdated and i've also seen a very interesting article in your blog related to learning and unlearning so can you discuss the significance of unlearning before that i appreciate i mean you took out time to figure that out and and highlight that Thank you for that. I think the learning journey is very continuous. You know, you never stop learning. You think that you've finished your college life, you're going to enter into corporate, but you know, the ending is the beginning of something new. And whenever there's something a beginning of new, you have to learn. You have to adapt to the situation. So the learning is just not, you know, understanding the technology. I think learning is also how to adapt yourself with the situation and the people around you. That that itself solves a lot of challenges for you in the journey of learning unlearning it also depends because there are few techniques few working culture few working style that fits for a set of group instead of people the same working style will not fit when you're trying to change teams when you're trying to change some different career paths the entire ambience ecosystem or the environment around you changes so whatever you've learned in the past role or past working teams may not work a fit for you here so basically that's the unlearning experience i would say and relearning yes there are some concepts which you would have learned during college days some technological things that you did in the past maybe you need to learn again so relearning is again trying to recollect what is something you did in the past and is coming again relevant for future are in the present you just try to relearn it again let's talk about personal finance how can tech industry professionals effectively manage their personal finance and plan for the future you know it's it's very common that people who earn a lot of money tend to spend a lot of money what kind of recommendations can you give to people who are earning a lot of money but struggling to keep that money to themselves i think my golden principle which again comes from my dad you know i really can't stop quoting my dad and my mom for different phases in my life is that that they always taught me money saved is money earned doing small investments small savings no matter how much ever you if you are even able to start off with minimal amount and start saving that like making a monthly routine habit i think that's that's a good way to start off yeah such an amazing advice and we should definitely you know start taking care for our finances as early as possible also there is another podcast episode with Arina Chang she is alternative investments director and we have recorded a podcast very recently and she also mentioned about the importance of investing and she gave us very good recommendation on where to invest what kind of savings account we should have so i definitely recommend everyone to 
you know, listen to that podcast episode and learn more about investing. Okay, last question is about your final advice to our audience, to our young women listening to our podcast, whether it's a book or articles that you want to recommend or your personal advice. Never stop learning. Never stop dreaming. Be resilient. I would say just go with the flow. That works. Don't overthink on a lot of aspects. I think I did overthink sometimes. So don't overthink a lot. And it is okay to ask for help. You cannot do everything single-handedly. And sometimes it's just okay to ask for help and be strong and be independent. Thank you so much, Tarolata, for joining us today and sharing all your valuable insights and advice with young women from all around the world. It was just such a pleasure to meet with you and, you know, having you on our Family Finance podcast episode. And to our listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for listening to our advice. I hope you wrote down all the advice that Tarolata mentioned today. And yeah, thank you so much. We'll be back next week with another exciting episode. Until then, stay curious, stay brave, and keep learning. And keep on learning if it's necessary. Thank you so much. Thank you, Asil. It was very nice and pleasure, I would say, to come and, you know, share my experiences. Uh, I wish you the best. And I'm sure your journey of recording so many stories across the globe is definitely going to be helpful to a lot of people in a lot of ways. The information presented on the podcast or available on our website is for entertainment use only and is not intended for financial or investment advice. Make sure to consult with your own financial professional when making decisions regarding your financial or investment options. That's all for this episode of Famous Finance Podcast. We hope you learned something new and found the discussion helpful in your journey to financial freedom and career success. Please don't forget to follow us on your favorite social media platforms and leave us a review on your podcast player. Until next time, please keep empowering yourself and your finances. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode. Have a great day.